So in today's episode, we're going to talk about a few specific things, but also uh, an opportunity to answer some of your questions. We're, we're going to focus on things like crate training, using a house line. There's some common questions we get about the house line that I think we need to talk about with you to, here today. Uh, use of a long line, potty training, chewing, puppy chewing in your home. What kinds of training you can actually be doing with your puppy? There's lots of new puppy owners who are like, I have, I have no idea. I teach a stay, I guess. I, maybe I do some crate training. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going to be helpful for you and also what's going to be of value over time uh, with your puppy. So uh, I guess, you know what, because we started right on time, I guess with no further ado, I'm Ken Steep. I'm Kel McCann. Welcome back to McCann Dog. Says she's checking on my crazy co-workers from Aurelia. Oh, Hi, that's Robbie. awesome. That's instructor Robbie, one of our, uh, if you're in our online training programs, uh, either Puppy Essentials or Life Skills, you might uh, recognize Robbie from the, some of the conversations yeah. there. If you don't know who we are, my name is Ken Steep. This is Kel McCann, and we're professional dog trainers at McCann Dogs. And at McCann Dogs, we've helped more than 100,000 dog owners who are just like you to overcome the same dog training challenges that you have. So, we like to sit down every uh, second Thursday, twice a month, to hang out with you guys here in the train station and answer some of your puppy training questions, have some puppy training and dog training conversations. Really, you know... They're asking why you don't have your name on your shirt. Oh, I lost... I, 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 don't, I think I left that... Uh, the shirt with the, the said Ken on I lost it. I don't know where it is. I might have left it at like a conference or We're something. not going to get into Ken's laundry habits mm, or when there's a deadline that says enter your shirt so that I can get it uh, silk screened. Right. Oh. Somebody doesn't do it. That reminds me. Something... You all know who he is though, so it's yeah, all good. That's true. Um, something that uh, we have that's back. It's something that you guys loved before, but uh, I felt like the, 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 the place that we were getting our merch done was too expensive. It didn't feel right to me. So we have a merch store again. Uh, and if you type exclamation point merch in the chat, um, you have access. We have all, a few different things. We have T-shirts, really nice hoodies, um, a couple styles of T-shirts, mugs, stuff. Um, and uh, I'm excited to be able to offer it to you guys again. So if you're watching this show, it's available to you. I'm not really sure yet if it'll be available, um, like you know, when we aren't doing a live stream. It'll, but it'll be available while the live streams are up. So you can definitely check that out. Um, you know that if you're a train state, let me know in the chat, uh, who's new here? If you're brand new, we're gonna sort of shape this conversation a little bit to uh, make it appropriate for you guys. But if you're new here, drop, drop new in the chat and then we'll know how to change things up if we need to uh, uh, change things up at all. But if you're not new, if you've been at a train station before and uh, you know oh, this is, you know people. what's happening. Oh, it's great, so many new people. You know what, just for you guys. Mimi just... says, not me. No, that's right, yeah. You're a regular, else. Mimi. <laughs> There's a big toot for all the new train station viewers. Oh, welcome everybody. But if you've been here before, you know the drill. You know that this wouldn't be possible without a few people. And one very specifically, and you've probably seen him in the chat already, you'll see Dan the Moderator Man. Dan Luton is in the chat. And uh, normally we'll go to a uh, our satellite feed. I launched the McCann Dog satellite several um, uh, weeks ago. I don't remember when I said I launched it. You, uh, you keep saying several weeks ago, but then it's always like a several weeks. So. Yeah, it might be like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But what is important is that tonight we don't have to use the satellite. We can actually bring you live to show you Dan. I can snap my fingers. Yep. In three, two, one. There he is, everybody. There's Dan Waterman. He's in studio tonight. And what's that called? Uh, well, what's that Do the floss. Do the floss. Oh, flossing. That's right. Yeah. He's an excellent flosser. But. but 
He's Dan, like, no, I'm not flossing right Dan, now. Dan, the moderator man. We got a flossing show before it went on. Will, will be with us. In, well, he didn't want to injure himself on camera. No, this so is so that's true. a good idea. Um, so it was nice. To, so it's nice to have Dan here in the studio. You'll see him in the chat. Hey, 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 hey. And actually, I think our uh, surprise, little surprise demo dog for tonight's he's show. He's giving himself away. Yeah, I think maybe we'll do a little reveal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay but maybe we shouldn't while he's making noise in his crate. No, no, for sure. We are dog trainers, absolutely. and we shouldn't let him out when he's making yeah, noise. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I definitely want to share that with you guys tonight. We're going to have a demo puppy, um, an 11-week-old Border Collie that uh, is actually another instructor's puppy. And um, I thought he would be a great uh, demo dog for you guys uh, to show this off. Um, the other thing I love, and again, oh, there's SD Cruiser, another one of our uh, moderators oh, is in the chat. Another thing I love, and I love this, during the during the show and after, like, watching the replays, I see a lot of you guys jumping in. I really, because we have students from all over the world, and, and certainly lots of people from all over the world joining us here on uh, YouTube, on Train Station, I want to know where you're joining us from. It's time for the roll call. I'm really excited to see where you guys are coming in from and uh, oftentimes I find myself like having to go back and like research some of these places so that's kind of uh, it's kind of cool for for me to do. Mm. So let's uh, let's not waste any more time. I'm going to see where you guys are jumping in. So, uh, so you know what? I'm going to bring out the romper room uh, mirror thing. I see Hamilton. Oh my goodness, it's going quickly. Melbourne. We get lots of um, uh, people joining us from um, Australia, which we is really cool. We have a lot of cool. students from Australia. We do. Austin, Hamilton, uh, Melbourne, uh, uh, Florida. Let's see. Uh, Australia, another one. Uh, South Carolina, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, BC, Illinois, yeah. North Bay, Ontario. Not too far away. I um, think we just Angus, saw Alexis McCann from... Uh, we Winnipeg, yeah. um, Monmouth, South Wales, UK. Thanks for staying up late with us here, Parker's Canine Care. Um, let's go uh, Toronto, Portland, uh, Platte City, Missouri, Heartland, Michigan, Seattle, Washington, Texas. LA, California. Thanks, Julissa, for uh, joining us here. Um, oh my goodness, Hollywood, Florida, New Orleans, Cape Town, uh, Angus, Ontario, Maryland, New Zealand. Aussies Holy. love our doggies. That's right, Rose. Um, Lebanon. Texas, yeah, somebody from Lebanon. That's very cool. Thanks for joining us. Peru, um, Illinois, Lima, Peru. Very cool. Sacramento, California. Hoofhearted, New Hoofhardedton. I've never seen anyone from Hoofhardedton, but uh, that's an, a pretty interesting wow. town name. New York, Cape New York. Okay, so let's jump into this. Let's talk about some of the things that people struggle with with puppy uh, training, puppy training, troubleshooting. We're going to talk about some of your problems here that you might be having in, in, in the chat. <laughs> Someone joining, joining us from Egypt. That's pretty mm -hmm. neat. The Figgins Farm. Welcome. So let's talk about crate training. You know, we see uh, there's always lots of conversation about the benefit of the crate. Let's mm -hmm. talk specifically about why it's so helpful to use a crate and how, you know, using a crate can actually help you avoid some of these troubleshooting, having to troubleshoot some of these problems in the first place. For somebody who's has a puppy at home and, um, you know, isn't using a crate, what would be the benefit for them to understand how it works? Now, I feel like, I feel like using um, a crate in your training is definitely happens more often than it did in the past. A lot of people used to have firmer beliefs on, you know, that it wasn't, it was, not very nice to use and blah, 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 which is absolutely not the case if you introduce it uh, correctly. But the entire reason behind um, crate training is to allow you to make sure that you have really good supervision skills because, you know, this day and age, we've got lots of things going on. It is virtually impossible to um, supervise our puppy all of the time. For and sure. we need uh, a place where we can put our puppy that's going to be safe, that they're not going to rehearse bad behaviors, um, and that, um, you know, we can work through house training, um, we can work through uh, discipline, we can work through 
chewing, all kinds of things. Basically anything you can think of when they're in their crate, they can't rehearse those things. So um, when they're out of their crate, you have an opportunity to work through that. Um, the thing with crate training though is that a lot of people say, yes, I'm crate training, but then when we ask them a little bit more about right. how they're crate training, they're not actually crate training the way that we would crate train. Right. Um, so we'll get into a little bit about some of the some of the things that are really important to think about when you're crate training that actually is going to make a difference. Um, one big one that comes to mind is when you should use the crate. I find a lot of people have a crate for their dog, but they tend to like leave the crate door open and let the dog go in and out as they please all day long and then the only time they shut them in there is when they have to go out which isn't very often right now with COVID um or um or if they go to sleep and sometimes what happens is you get a lot of barking and whining in the crate because the two times that you close them in you're disappearing on them and for some dogs that can be really that can be really stressful or it can be you know sort of sad um so it is important that your puppy's spending time in their crate many times throughout the day. Um, a common question that we get asked a lot, I think I see a little bit in the chat and I know you have written here, is how much time should they be spending in their crate um, in a daytime? So when your puppy gets to a certain age, um, I would usually say 12 or 13 weeks, usually by that point. Um, actually, the puppy we're looking after right now, he's 11 weeks and he slept through the night. Uh, we have had him for... 24 hours. Um, He slept through the night, no problem. He he went out for a pee at like 11.30 or midnight or something, and he slept till nine, I think, this morning. Um, So it's possible. Would I leave the puppy in that long of a time frame during the day? Not if I absolutely, not unless I absolutely had to, if I had to like leave and go to work or something, but I would use the crate for, you know, larger chunks in the day um, or sometimes for just like a couple minutes. If like somebody calls or I want to jump in the shower or I need to like focus on something and I can't watch the dog at the same time, I'll just pop him in a crate for just a second um, rather than just ignoring him and hoping that everything works out for the best. So um, frequent use is going to be really, really helpful. Um, I saw a great comment here. GSL. Sleeping for eight hours would be heaven. Mm-hmm. You, here's a little secret, and I don't want you guys to tell anybody about this, but make sure you're here on the channel Saturday morning. And, we uh, are really excited yeah. about this. So, JSL, and for all of you puppy owners, you need to be show up on the channel Saturday morning. Uh, video should publish about quarter after seven in the morning. So for you early risers, or for those of you who aren't early risers, but you have a puppy and so you're up, um, you need to check out that video. It's going to be really helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I want to do, we have our little demo dog in there and he's settled in. Actually, I'm going to go to camera too. This is one of our other fun things that we've got here. Uh, I look like um, really small. You look really small. Well, in this camera, oh, there we go. That's better. Yeah, the kill does look really small. Oh, and that's this is not the, the, almost on cue. This isn't the most yeah. appropriate. There we go. Um, but we have our little demo dog who's going to be helping us out, and maybe now's the time that we can work on some yeah. a few little crate exercises. Um, Mary H. Dropping the $50 wow. super sticker. Wow. Thank you for look at Mary's turned the what color is that? That's orange, sweetie. Turn the entire train station orange. It looks red on there, but I can't tell. I know. I'm a little bit colorblind, guys, so you, bear with me. Thank you very much, Mary. That's so nice. And I'm going to drop a massive toot just for you. Say it that way. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Um, so let's jump into like a few quick exercises that you guys can start today, tonight with your puppies um, that you might be able to do and show off with uh, with uh, the puppy. You know, yeah. For a couple okay. Minutes. Let me go. How's that sound? Uh, and while Kale is heading over there, 
I'm just gonna uh, huge thank you to Mary H. Um, I see lots of uh, lots of great comments and questions in here. Um, oh, th I like this actually. Uh, great question. And Riley McCluskey dropping super chat. Thank you very much. Making the lights turn green. Riley says or asks, is it by design that all of your dogs are black and white, or is that a happy coincidence? Oh, so Kale gosh. should answer this question. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. It is not on purpose. We've actually had lots of other colored uh, dogs. It just happens to be in this particular moment, the dogs that are alive and with us all happen to be black and white. Yeah. And then we even tried to get other breeds and we got a black lab. Well, Ken had a black lab before we met. Yep. And then we got a toy poodle and she also party happens poodle. to be yeah, a party black poodle and, and she's black and white. So yeah. I know we're not a very colorful group, but we used to have um, a, a red dog. We had, you know, we've had a couple different ones, but you're right. It is just, it is a, a happy coincidence. Yeah, it is. It, it, <laughs> and unfortunately, it, our, our demo dog is also black and white. Too. Oh, yeah. But a little Ra bit of brown. Riley says, my GSD is white too, and he's a cutie. Yeah. yeah. Very cute. Okay, let's let's jump on over. Uh, I think you guys know that I love, two things I love about heading on over to the train station. There's good information, and uh, I get to make the comment that, uh, why, don't, why don't we head on over to the train station? Here we go. Okay, Kel, what do you think? Oh, oh. Yeah, there. Okay, I can bend down if you like. Okay, guys, so this is um, our instructor Kim's Border Collie puppy named Drift. He's about 11 weeks old, and um, we've been looking after him for, um, for a day or so. And what I thought I would show you is uh, a little bit of work on how to get your puppy comfortable moving in and out of the crate, and we call these crate games. So just a way to kind of highlight the crate to be a really fun thing. So I'm just gonna kind of show you the very first step. So what I'll usually do, and I love to do this at like breakfast time or dinner time when the dog's already quite hungry. Um, I just take a couple little bits of their kibble. So I have a little bit of his dinner here. I saved it, he's already eaten dinner, but I saved it. I just usually throw it inside the crate a little bit. Woo, good boy, you went all the way in. Now when you first try this, they might not come all the way in. Okay, they might just poke their head in and that's okay to begin. I'm gonna throw another one in there again. Yes, good boy, yes, good. I'm gonna throw another one in there. Good boy. And as he's, okay, get it, get it, get it. As he's getting comfortable coming in and out, I'm just gonna let him sort of do that as he pleases. In and out, in and out, yes, good boy, good man. Now if that goes well, I'm going to start to teach him to stay in his crate until he's released. I'm just gonna use a bit of food to assist him so he doesn't have to do any brain work here. It's just gonna be really easy. So I'm gonna take a couple pieces of food. Okay, get it, get it, get it. I'm gonna reward him in there before he comes out. Yes, I'm gonna feed him. Good boy, good in your crate. And as I get down to the end of my treats, I'm gonna tell him, okay, yay. And I'm gonna to start to introduce a release command that says you're allowed to come out of your crate. And what's really nice about this is that when you come home and you let your dog out of your crate, not your crate, their crate, um, they learn to maintain that position in the crate until you get their leash on without jumping on you until you release them. And you can start training them to do this as a baby puppy. So I'll show you that one more time. Okay, in your crate. So I throw a treat in, I have several treats ready. I'm gonna feed him before he comes out. Good, in your crate. Good boy, oops, his little paw came out, so I'm just gonna push him back gently with the food. Good in your crate, yes, good in your crate. Okay, and then I can let him out from there. Now, if that goes well, I can start to add shutting the door. Oh, look at that, yes. You wanna go in there? Good boy. 
good. Now I'm just actually putting food in the crate by throwing it in the uh, door here, or in the window. Good, okay. So he's in, I'm gonna shut the door. Good boy, yes. I'm not getting any barking or fussing, so I'm gonna throw a few more treats in there. I can throw them in the door. I can throw them in the window, so they sort of land from any side. Throw them in this window. It's raining treats in there, babe. Good. And again, he's only in here for a few moments. He's nice and quiet. I'm gonna open the door, but I'm gonna feed him a few times. Good boy. So he's not barging out of the crate, so I go back to that first exercise I just showed you. Here, babe, one more. And then, okay, yay, wow. So I'm not shoving him in, oh my goodness, yes, good. So he just offered to go in all on his own, so I'm gonna be ready to jackpot reward that, which means I'm gonna give him lots of treats at once. Again, before he comes out, I'm gonna feed several times, good boy. And then tell him, okay, yay. Oh my goodness, yes, I missed it. Want this? What are you gonna do for it? Try that again, I missed it. Okay, okay, okay. Good boy, I missed my moment, so I had to help him there. Good boy. So you can see, just within a couple minutes, he was already, off yes, good boy. He was already offering to go in the crate on his own, and I'm just trying to make this a fun and positive thing. Good boy, okay. I also uh, will do a lot of rewarding, um, sorry, not rewarding, feeding. So if I give him his breakfast or his dinner, I would do that, putting him in his crate, I would shut the door. I want him to get comfortable, yes, good boy, with the door shut. I don't just want to give him the freedom to go in and out of the crate whenever he uh, chooses. I want him to understand that it's okay to be in there with the door closed. Good things happen. Oh, yes, good boy. Good. Great. Anything okay. else, Ed? No, I think that was good. We actually had a super chat, so let's head on back. Okay, here. okay good. Kale's dropping knowledge, uh, and <laughs> thank you to Zoe Grace. I'm, I'm not even Zeld Zeld Huizen. Um, I know I probably pronounced that terribly. Um, my pup is a picky eater. What else can I do? Mm. Now, there's a few different uh, ways I want you to look at this. So, number one, is it uh, specifically the uh, it, like at meal time is your pup being picky? Sorry, uh, that is that what the challenge is? Is it the food uh, that your puppy doesn't like? Maybe they don't like the treats. But what are some tips that you might give someone? I mean, for a lot of people, they have to try a few different kinds of food. They have mm -hmm. to try a few different kinds of treats yeah. to figure out what their dog really likes. But what other tips can we give? Uh, provide um, Zoe? Usually the first couple things that we'll suggest if um, if dogs are being a little bit picky is how are they feeding the dog because I find a lot of people um, will sometimes uh, free feed dogs rather than meal feed them and the difference between that is meal feeding, um, free feeding sort is when you put food down and you kind of let your dog eat as much as they want whenever they want to. It's sort of like how a lot of people would feed a cat. Um, that's actually not a really great way to feed a dog. Dogs are much um, better off Hey, hey. having meals so putting food down giving them a you know a specific time to eat our dogs eat within one or two minutes <laughs> and, and when they eat their food it takes them probably about 30 or 35 seconds to Good finish boy. the bowl like it is gone um, and then we will would obviously put their dinner down uh, later in the day so if you have a picky eater I would give your dog a, a short period of time to, to eat within you might even just start with like 10 or 15 minutes if if they don't touch anything then you can pick it up don't give them anything else until um, dinner and I would try that for a couple days in a row and if if your dog's not eating after a couple of days of doing that, there, there could be other health issues going on, but a healthy dog is going to start eating more regularly because food is a little bit more valuable. Um, 
You also might need to experiment a little bit with different types of uh, treats that you're using. Um, sometimes you need to use more high value treats. Um, a very popular thing that we suggest to people is um, our tuna treats. We have these special tuna treat recipes that we um, that we often suggest that are really easy to make and they're simple ingredients so they agree well with a lot of dogs. And dogs love them because they stink. Yeah. Like I can't, I always cringe. Actually the video on the channel, I was making the tuna treats <clears throat> and like uh, I could hardly bring myself to make them because I hate the smell of tuna. Yeah. But the, that's what the puppies love. That's what the dogs love is that, that smell. It's really enticing for them. So yeah. figuring out what it's, what's going to unlock that drive for your puppy, maybe something as simple as changing the meat source, you know, changing where the, uh, you know, what kind of treat mm -hmm. it is. And I'm laughing at some of our, um, our online students because they all know I really liked I, I like to train with a lot of like hot dog wieners or chicken wieners and I guess chicken wieners is like not a thing in every country so right. they all thought I was like crazy when yes. I first start, started saying that uh, but yeah you can just use um, raw hot dogs you can cook them if you want to we don't have to they're already cooked anyways um, Pamela Colmenero dropping the $20 super chat <laughs> you'll see now you might notice that we don't have any animations the train doesn't come rolling in because we got some big things on the horizon and we're, I'm making some adjustments day by day to the, uh, to the uh, animations. I'm so excited for you guys to see them. But we don't have the train that's rolling in. And I, did I completely just step on in the middle of what you're saying? You sorry. absolutely oh, did, sorry. but I think I, I was done. Okay. I, I felt okay. like I talked about treats long enough. You did. I thought so too, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I did want to mention that Pamela, I like this question because a lot of people are like, what, what are you, yeah, what they is do that wonder what thing? this is. Yeah, Pamela says, what is the large blue egg-shaped ball over your right shoulder balance or herding device? Uh, we're hunting for new and uh, new training and fun devices to train on. We do have jolly eggs. Uh, and as always, uh, where is it? As always, thanks, McCann Team Love from Yuri the Fury. Oh, oh really we know nice. Yuri the Fury. Yeah, thank you, Pamela. Um, She's yeah. been on quite often. Um, so that large uh, blue egg is, um, it is a fitness ball for dogs and uh, Wait, it's something. You know what I can do? What? I could probably zoom right in on the ball. Yeah, I can show you what the dogs do on it. Okay, yeah, that's why not? Do. It's kind of fun. We're going to get back to puppy stuff in just a moment, but this is the fun of live because it's actually live. Um, let's see what I need to do here. Go and turn, flick this switch and uh, press the who's what's it. Get over can you see it? Yeah. Okay, so they do all kinds of crazy things on here, but what I love about it is, so this is Funky Monkey, and she's actually gonna be 13 years old in September, and so we do all kinds of different exercises on this ball, and you can see her little muscles work in here. It's just a way to strengthen her core. Um, I do quite high-level agility with my dogs, and so, um, strength training and different things like that is a regular thing I have to do with my dogs on top of their exercise. So sometimes they'll just say sit and then stand, stand, good girl, sit, yes, we haven't done this in a while, stand, yes, good girl, and I'll make her turn around, yeah, girl, whoops, careful, turn this way, oh, here, whoops, 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 hop, 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 yay, good girl, down, good, sit, good, stand, Yay! So we just do different uh, positions on it. Um, it's just more about balancing. She'll also, okay, off for a sec. We'll also do things where she puts her front feet up and then she has to sit, 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 sit. Yes, pause up. Good, your brother's much better at this than you. Sit, sit, 
Good. Pause it. Yes, good girl. So I just do different dorky things with her on the ball, uh, but basically it's just for balance. There's all kinds of things that you can do on it. But yeah, that's what it is. We have a bunch of different exercise equipment here that we use to uh, strengthen the dog's body on a regular basis. And it also oh, sorry, I does just... a good job of hiding our plugs so you guys can't yes, see them. Yes, yeah, it also does a really nice job of uh, obscuring the uh, wires and things behind sure. it. You're fun. You might need to put her away. I'm not sure, but um, hi, cutie pie. Um, had a super chat from Randy Silverstein as we were uh, as you were doing that cool demo. Uh, you know what though? I think our next I, we're gonna grab that, but I think our next topic that we need to talk about for the puppy owners is gonna fit in with this quite well. Mm -hmm. um, Quiet. To, to see Randy's question, Quiet. let's talk a little bit about house line. What it is, what it's used for. You know how you might. Uh, you know why you might want to use a house line. Also, I actually grabbed a clip from a video that you guys are gonna find, if you're using a house line, you're gonna find it really, really helpful. Now, um, so to talk about uh, Andy's question, or uh, Randy's question really quickly, because I see we're starting to roll through some super chats here. Uh, let's talk about Randy's question. So Randy, having a hard time with the off, it's a bit complicated and we can't seem to make an impact. She's a five month old lab mix. Now, you're going to have to figure out what's that What's that cue for your dog? Like, how close can you get to that distraction or that thing before your dog makes that choice to jump up? The other thing is you always need to be prepared. So using something like a house line, and this isn't just for puppies. Having a house line on your dog or your puppy or whatever animal's in training, whatever age animal, dog, is in training. <laughs> I don't know if you could train a cat with a house line. I think you, mm, the cat would have so I, much yeah, fun with that Yeah, I think that line. would be like a cat's like most wonderful yeah, yeah. thing. Mm, I wonder. Um, but having a house line on your uh, lab cross is going to be really, really helpful for giving you the an opportunity to, you know, take get them off of you. You're going to be able to stand on that house line without any tension, but stand on that house line so that when your dog jumps, they immediately self-correct. Mm -hmm. You know, they aren't able to jump up. Using things that we have a video on the channel, and uh, Instructor Steve did a, a, a nice job of uh, demonstrating with that. But I think a, a, having a, something that'll have a big impact for you, Randy, is using this house line. Uh, do you want to talk about what it looks like, what it, how it might be used? Yep. Yeah. So this is a house line that we've been using for Drift, uh, the Border Collie puppy that we're looking after, and it's just a nylon leash that we've cut the end of the um, loop off so there's no handle in that so that it just doesn't get snagged and caught on things. It's lightweight and he can just sort of drag it around um, when he's inside the house and um, that way if he tries to pick up shoes that he's not supposed to or um, today I had his um, treat bowl just on the coffee table and he decided to jump up and help himself to it today. Yeah. So I used the house line to get him off. So um, it's just a great way to not be grabbing the actual dog and, and you know, getting nipped and bit at. It's uh, just a way to kind of... Um, it's a way to redirect the dog a little bit uh, better, but I will uh, say one really important thing about teaching off um, is if your dog is already, if they've already jumped up on somebody, if their feet are already up on the countertop or whatever it is, and then you're doing off, one of the reasons why you're not seeing success is because your timing is too late. The, crimes, the crime is already committed. So if you truly want to fix your dog for not jumping up, you need to prevent the jumping by giving your dog an alternate behavior or using the line to stop them from jumping before they actually get up there. Because otherwise, even though 
we get them off, we make them sit, we do all those things. They still really got to jump in the first place and it's such a rewarding behavior that if you don't break that behavior from being repeated over and over again, um, you're not gonna fix your problem. So um, prevention is super important and teaching an alternate behavior instead, such as sit, can be really helpful. Alice H, dropping the super chat. I actually have a video for you guys. Um, let's go Let's go to this uh, video that talks about one of the most common things, challenges that people have, I think, with the house line is they say, I use a house line, but my puppy won't stop chewing it. Yeah. They're constantly chewing on the house line. And uh, two two things come to mind. That's great that you're seeing that. because it's so Oh, is he? Mm -hmm. oh, he's so cute in there. Um, it's it's great that you're seeing that because that means you're using a house line correct, correctly. Anytime your puppy's out of their crate or kennel, they're going to have that house line on. Anytime they have a house line on, you're going to be eyes on them, watching them to catch them in the act. But um, uh, so for those of you who are using a house line currently, able to redirect your dog when you need to, able to use that house line to get them off of the table when they want to jump up and get some treats, then you might discover that your puppy's chewing on the house line. Now, in a recent video, um, it, it, it was, uh, I think, Labrador Retriever Puppy Training Guide. Um, I grabbed a clip from that and uh, I want to, sorry, Cal, I'm just going to move this over. Um, I want to uh, show you guys a clip from this video because I think it's going to be helpful. I think it's for those of you who are working on the house line, this is going to be impactful. So let's check out a clip from that. I'm going to make the toy, or the treats a little bit more appealing by putting them right on his nose. Hey, Papa Doo, look at this. Okay, so this is a good thing that's happening. A lot of times people will, say, people will say, I can't use the house line because my dog just wants to chew it. So I'm going to do the same exercise, but with this house line. Out. Yes, good boy. Now, rather than letting him go right back to it, I'm going to engage him in some attention. Yes, good boy. I can get him doing something because if I just give him a treat and then leave him alone, there's probably a good chance he's going to go back to the line. Now, I'm going to keep the line in my hand. I might even wiggle it around a little bit. Yes, and I'm going to reward him for ignoring it. I'm going to get some more cookies out. Good boy. Yes, good. Yes, good boy. Good boy. So I can train him. This is off limits. Yes, but this is on limits. This is for puppies. This is for puppies. Yeah. Get it, 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 get it. It's all about what you teach your puppy and the more you let them do things that they're not supposed to, they simply don't know what to do. So we have to make things really, really simple for them to understand. Good boy. So I thought that might be helpful for those of you who are using a, um, a house line. So often puppies will get distracted by it, but they just need to get the right information. You know? <laughs> I'm smiling because the, I, that puppy is no longer a puppy anymore. Yeah. And he is like probably three times that size. I know. And he's so cute he, in that video. He grew so quickly, eh? Mm -hmm. um, actually, so Alice H dropped $25 super chat. Thanks for the super chat, Alice. <laughs> Um, her question, I don't have puppies anymore. They're actually grown dogs. I'm trying to train them to walk without pulling. They're doing pretty well, but it's 100 degrees out now. Anything to do indoors? And actually, I mean, it depends on what stage you're at. Working in uh, an air-conditioned environment, so maybe you could even go into like a, uh, you know, like a pet store. If you have a local pet store that's not too crowded, that might be a great opportunity. But rehearsing that sit in at your side, or that position in at your side. The other thing that you can do right now that you don't need a long distance for are practicing those automatic sits at your side. So at the end of when we're teaching walking, you know, we'll be rewarding the dog at the appropriate rate. You know, at the beginning, it's lots of food, and as the puppy gets or the dog gets a better understanding it's less and less until eventually you don't need food anymore but one thing you can do that's really helpful 
is teaching your dog an automatic sit at your side. Um, for your situation, you're going to start to condition your dog that the most valuable thing is when I rock back and sit in at Alice's side and they're rewarded there. So you can simply, you know, do 5, 10, uh, 12 steps and then lure your dog into that sitting position, rewarding them a bunch for remaining in beside you. Now with that said, I mean, there's it's hard to simulate the distraction of being out in the park or out on the streets or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so my a suggestion for you, and this might not be what you want to hear, but I would go late at night. You know, I would go at a time when there's less people. Early in the morning. Or yeah. early in the morning. Maybe it's not so hot. I'm not sure where you are, Alice. I have a sneaking suspicion it's like Las Vegas or maybe even, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even, I shouldn't even hazard a guess. But um, finding a time that the, 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 the benefit is twofold. So there's less people. So you don't have to worry about as many people being out there, less distractions for your dog, mm -hmm. and it's cooler. So um, focus on that kind of thing. That uh, for working indoors, specific to walking, there's not a ton you can do, but working on you that can automatic do like man-made distractions, like um, you could, you know, with the depends puppy. on the size, I guess you've got. Yeah, and yeah. also too, but you know. Um, it's good to do, you know, you could put your dog's toys around, or you could put like the yeah. food bowl and practice walking past it. Yep. But, uh, and that's all great to do and you should do all of those things, but um, really you need to get out and about around more natural distractions because sometimes, you know, in the house working on, on distractions that you've sort of formed yourself, that's like a level two or a level three, level four, and then you go outside and you're like at level 10 distractions, it can be a big jump. Um, so getting out in a quieter area can be really fun. I'm just gonna Aww. go. I'm just gonna go to this other shot here really quickly. I wonder if I can. I think I'll zoom back out. He's had a he very just big a day. Snooze in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't have. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't much crazy training, but you can see he's quite relaxed back there. It was just mm -hmm. very cute to see. Um, now we've talked a little bit about a house line and why it's so important to be using that in uh, indoors. But what about outdoors? What's you know we need to have the same kind of control. We need to be setting our dogs up and puppies up to be successful. What do you do when you are outside, for example? What, what sort of tools can these can uh, puppy owners use to make sure they can help their puppy uh, through some of these distractions and challenges of, of outside? Yeah, we've talked about this in past um, lives before, but we often will have house line and then we'll also have a long line that we have outside. Um, we use it for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, if the dogs you know, are trying to pick up sticks, you know, this puppy today was kept trying to pick up sticks and, you know, a moth would fly by or whatever. It's right. just every little thing. The puppies are like, whoa, what's this? This is new. I've never seen this before. And they get really excited. So that long line can really um, help redirect them. He also got distracted by the newspaper at the end of our driveway today which was really funny he stopped and looked at it I don't know whether Kim doesn't get newspapers at the end of her driveway or something but he was definitely like whoa that's different but again I had my foot on the long line he kind of went towards it and he's near the road so I, of course I needed to keep him under control um, so long lines can be really helpful for uh, for that reason um, the other reason why we suggest or we promote using long leashes outside is because we we don't um, we don't do a lot of like taking our puppies for a walk when they're young because right. we don't take our dogs for a walk until we train them how to go for a walk without pulling on a leash. Um, but in the meantime, we have to exercise the puppy. We need to let them let out some steam. So by having them on a long leash, we can run around and play with them and do some restraint recalls and a whole bunch of other things that we're going to give you ideas about and maybe an upcoming, um, up, upcoming video. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, 
it just sort of allows you to have a little bit more control. So outdoor uh, line, long, lengthy, so you have the room to, to move around and have some fun, yet you still have control, and then a shorter one for Sarah inside. says, how long? How long of a house line, or a long line would you use? Oh, usually that's how we use, like, 20 feet or more. Yeah, 15 to 25 feet, yeah. somewhere in there, it's going to be reasonable. The other thing you can do is get a shorter one, like a 10-foot or a 15-foot, and attach it to the end of your leash. And that mm -hmm. way you've got, uh, you know, that much more long line, depending yeah. on what you're using. Emily Tate, dropping the super chat. <laughs> Thank you for the $5 super chat, Emily. And Emily's question is, my puppy can't be left alone in her crate. We use it throughout the day, but the moment we get her shoes on to leave the house, she mm -hmm. barks nonstop. Help! <laughs> Smart puppy. Yeah, for sure. So Emily, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what Emily could do preemptively to avoid some of that barking. Uh, number one, and Nikhil, sort of, I'll set this one up for you, but um, so the thing that immediately comes to mind is using that crate often, uh, lots of the time when you're not going out. Mm -hmm. So putting your puppy in their crate in the kitchen uh, while you have dinner or putting your puppy in the crate in, you know, while you're watching uh, TV or doing whatever, you know, relaxing extra, uh, thing you like to do in the evenings, your puppy can go in their crate for a few minutes. You know, it's all part of the training of crate training. You need to actively do stuff to train your puppy that it's, you know, it's comfortable, it's safe, it's relaxing to be in there. But um, I know we also talk a lot about sort of preemptively doing things when, because there's lots of signals she's yep. giving her puppy when it's time to leave the house. Yeah, I think dogs are really masters at reading body language and they yeah. often can read what we're about to do based on like our habits or, you know, putting on our shoes. Typically we put on our shoes and we go out the door, you know, those two things go together. So um, I would play around a little bit with um, having somebody uh, be near your puppy's crate and without the intention of actually going out and leaving your house, I would have one of you go through the act of putting your shoes on, the other person stand literally beside the crate door and throw some food in. Put your shoes on, maybe stand at the door, reward the dog for being comfortable and quiet, and then take your shoes off and, you know, wait five minutes. And then repeat the exercise. Go on, put your put your shoes on, maybe go outside the door the second time. Other person's at the crate door, feed, 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 feed. We need to teach the puppy laying calmly earns rewards. We need to change the narrative in the dog's mind to say, this is actually a positive thing. Relax. You know, sometimes mom and dad aren't going to leave you alone. They're, you know, they might just be going out to the end of the driveway and back. Yeah. So, but sometimes what happens is you need to practice these things many times in a row, re repeating it without actually having to actually leave. Um, because what happens is when you leave and now the dog's been, you know, barking blue murder for, you know, the last half hour or the hour, um, it's just sort of the dogs rehearsing and probably getting themselves all worked up. So I would, I would train through with the act of putting your shoes on without actually with the intention of leaving, uh, with the other person standing near the crate, throwing some treats in, rewarding, um, and just kind of take your time with it to kind of break the, uh, break the, behavior circle. I want to jump back to Zoe, one of our super chatters from earlier tonight. She said, uh, Zoe says, is it a good idea to have a house line for a small puppy? Absolutely. Every, for sure. Every yep. size of dog. Yeah, every size of dog, every age of dog, if they're, if they need the training, if they need that kind of information. But again, as I mentioned, if a house line's on your dog, you're watching them. Yeah. You're not just going to let your dog roam about. The house line is house not line like on. this magic tool that when you put it on, all of a sudden your dog's not going right. to make mistakes anymore. It's, it's your tool to get better and more easy control because we'll 
a lot of people do is they end up using their voice and yelling at the dog and repeating themselves, chasing the dog around the house, trying to yeah. grab the dog, and then the dog's nipping and biting. And, and then it's just... so much fun for the dog. They're like, oh, this is great. Now yeah. you're chasing me everywhere. I'm having so much fun. You do not come across as a very good leader yeah. when, when you don't have the ability to take control calmly and effectively without... We, we don't want you... We don't raise our voices at our dogs. We don't yell and scream at them. We don't chase them around the house. We don't grab them suddenly. Um, you know, that's not really how we want to be interacting with our dogs. We we will discipline our dogs, but it's always very calm. And I can pick the lineup, and I can do it just very calmly and nobody gets all tizzied out and it's it's all good so mm. um yeah any house light so we have um we have a, a toy poodle and she's um seven years old now and she's only like six pounds and i trained her with a house line on when she was a puppy she was like maybe three pounds when i brought her home and it was great yeah um potty training this is we, we've uh answered tons of great questions here in the chat, but we need to talk, this might be one of the more challenging things that I think that people uh, are working on. Let me know in the chat with a yes or no, or just let me know if you are struggling with potty training or house training with your puppy right now. I know it's something a lot of people feel like they get, their puppy gets misguided or somehow their puppy's just not getting it. And but through a process of elimination, we can often solve a lot of simple problems when it comes to house training and potty training your puppy. The, the most common times that people, that, that your puppy is going to need to go, that they might have an accident, is when they come out of their crate, uh, after a meal, after a play session. Times that you need to take your puppy out are before they go in their crate, mm -hmm. after, they take, uh, after they come out of their crate, before and after a meal, sometimes before, but for sure after a meal, without question, you need to take your puppy out. And then on some sort of schedule that's appropriate for your puppy, if you're thinking to yourself like, oh, you know what, puppy's been so good today, they haven't had an accident, uh, I wonder you know, I wonder if it's gonna happen, take the puppy out. The best thing you can do is proactively get that puppy outside so that they can be successful. Because remember, this, the act of piddling is a self-gratifying behavior. It just feels good, and puppies are going to do whatever feels good. So you need to make sure that you uh, are, are helping your puppy to teach them that um, you know going outside is the only alternative, buddy. I know it might be cooler in here, or warmer in here, or mm -hmm. whatever, nicer, nicer footing in here. But it, you know, peeing and pooping inside isn't okay. You know, that's not that's not how the, the, this is going to work. Another thing you can do is use a limited space area, something like a crate, mm -hmm. something like a, a you know a, X an X pen or something like that, like some uh, some way so that when you aren't able to supervise your puppy uh, and they have an accident, if they're able to uh, have an accident in that, that space and then just go sleep on the other side where it's dry and comfortable, it, it's, it doesn't have the same kind of uncomfortable feeling. You need there to be some sort of, your puppy yeah, has those dogs sometimes some sort of stop, consequence. Like, they stop whining to be let out and things yeah, like that because, sure. you know. Because why not? Yeah, you have to be careful about, For be sure. careful about that. So maybe, uh, that's exactly why supervision is important. If, you ha if you're struggling with puppy house training right now, you need to take a good look at what sort of supervision are you giving that puppy. You know. Mm -hmm. When are they having accidents and how are you not seeing them? You need to set your puppy up so that every moment that they're out of their kennel or that they have an opportunity to, you know, pee or poop in the house, that you see it because 
catching them in the act is just as important as showing them where to go. Let's talk a little bit about the steps uh, that we would follow, like what you do if you catch your puppy. In yeah, the this like goes so hand in hand with like crate training and house training because, it, you know, often when people say, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's house training great, but then sometimes he just still has accidents. And, um, you know, we always say, well, are you seeing it happen? And when they say, well, no, it's, I, I just don't know how that's happening. If you're supervising your dog, if you're watching your dog, you should be able to see it happening. And if yeah. you can't watch your dog you need to give yourself tools I know I can't watch a dog all of the time I'm way too busy I have so many things going on so that's why I need to put them in the crate but if I do have the opportunity to catch my dog in the act of going um, it's really important that you have great timing so that your puppy knows that they shouldn't be going so typically what we'll do is um, scold them or we'll have like a verbal reprimand ah, hey something you know don't do that something moment. that sort of startles and, yeah. and marks that moment and usually a puppy from there goes oh no what am I doing wrong and then once I've told them I'm not going to be upset, I'm simply going to go over, pick the puppy up, take them outside quite quietly. I'm not going to, you know, yell or say anything else at that point. I'm going to put the puppy down. I'm just going to tell them, hurry up. I'm going to encourage them to go to the bathroom. Once they go to the washroom outside, I'm then going to praise my puppy. I personally don't really think it's necessary to feed your puppy for no, going to the bathroom outside. Um, I have had, I have done that in the past with dogs and I've had them up. Uh, purposely asked to go out quite often because they put together they were going to get food yeah. so I just use praise and play with my puppies when they go to the washroom outside instead um if I take them outside and they haven't gone maybe I've startled them and I've taken them outside and they're like oh, I don't, I don't want to go all together now then I'll give them a few moments and if they don't go I'll just pick them up pop them in their crate when we come back in for you know five or ten minutes and then we'll go through the process uh again um the other thing that's really important is that you take the time to train your dog how to signal to you when yeah. they have to go outside so that you put the onus on them. I don't want to have to be letting my dog out all of the time wondering, do they actually have to go? So we train our dogs to indicate to us that I, ha I have to go outside. And my favorite time to do that is in the morning because I know the puppy has to go to the bathroom. Um, they've just held all night. And so typically what I'll do is put them down um, near the door and I'll just wait and watch them very closely. I don't get my tea ready. I don't get breakfast ready. I just literally stand there and watch the puppy and usually the most common thing that that my pups have done is they start to sniff and kind of wander around and you can kind of tell they have to go outside and when they start to do those behaviors I'll say they have to go outside and I'll take the house line and I'll actually encourage my puppy to come over to me so we can go outside together um, we really like uh, teaching our dogs to come and get us when they have to go outside we can't in our house you can't always see the door yeah. and um, you know we've had dogs in the past go to doors and stand there and like nobody knows that they're there well and you talk about versatility you know, if you're going to go anywhere, we want a big part of the reason we do this is so that you can go more places with yeah. your dog. You can do more things with them. And the skill that Kale's talking about right now is so versatile. It's not a set of bells on the on a specific door. It's teaching your dog to come get you. Mm -hmm. um, Dan, actually, we have a video on the channel called uh, "Teach Your Dog to Ask to Go Outside," maybe or something yeah. like that. Or that that might be a helpful link for these Don't guys. Bell, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm sorry. Did, yeah, no, that's did, perfect. Okay, so two super chats I need to get here. Uh, Katie Kim, <laughs> thanks for the $5 super chat. Katie Kim I recognize says, that name. how can I keep my pup going on walks? She lies down every time she sees another dog because she wants to say hi and play. It's super common behavior yeah. for some of those really submissive and excited puppies. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, if she's lying down when she sees uh, another dog, um, it's important that you don't just stand there and let her do that um, and sort of, you know, 
let her kind of get focused on the other dog the best thing to do is is to react before she gets to the point where she's like totally focused on another dog so um you know when i'm walking my dogs down the street and i do see another person another dog before i even get close i will start to engage my dog i might even cross the road or i'll just put my dog in a scenario where it's easier for them to make better choices to keep their leash loose and to stay engaged with me um so reacting early is going to be really important katie um turning a direction again changing um changing sides of the road, getting some treats out and luring her attention on you, something that sort of gets her a little bit more focused on you so that she doesn't just stop and and um, focus on that other dog. Yeah. If you miss the mark, though, and you are a little bit late to do that, and she's gone into her lie-down stall-out because I want to go play moment, then you need to um, use command like leave it or let's go and use the leash. Give her a couple bumps on the leash to get her up and moving, but move in a uh, direction away from that other dog in person to lower the distraction level until she's more focused on you. And then, of course, you can go back to praising and rewarding her from there. Excellent advice. Uh, Jayun Choi has a super chat. Thanks for the super chat. <laughs> My puppy isn't careful with her teeth in play, except when taking treats. I've redirected and stopped play, but is there a good next step? It's a good question. You know, we talk a little bit about stopping the play, um, and I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it depends on, see, it's such a specific question. I, I'm a little bit hesitant to give, like, the too specific of an answer but stopping play uh when your puppy is being careless about the uh, about their teeth is really important so that's a great step the one thing you can do is set your puppy up so that you know uh, you're not quite bringing them to that level of excitement where they completely lose their brain so maybe that means maybe it's a game of tug i don't know it's kind of hard to say what kind of play it is so if it's play with like playing with a toy then you can uh play that game of tug for a short period of time ask for an out you know really don't allow your dog to get up and up and up to that point where now they're just completely careless with their teeth if you're talking about play where dogs jumping up on you and nipping that's an entirely different thing and i it's sort of hard to answer that question and, and then we have uh, lots of nipping and biting videos on the channel that will be helpful for you one specifically that um, Steve Walsh did. Um, it's uh, about biting prevention. I think uh, prevent your puppy from biting and he does like playtime, settle and sit. Uh, which I also did a one, uh, seven things to uh, that's right it was that was a really good one yeah. i think that comes up the play and settle and that one comes to yeah. seven things to stop your dog from biting or something yeah like that, that one would be really good for you as well mm -hmm. um so those are the kinds of things i want you to focus on so if it's nipping and biting you it's one thing but if it's nipping and biting a toy totally separate thing you know uh so and watch those videos it'll be just helpful. make sure that when you're doing your playtime that you do have your puppy on a leash yes, or a line so yeah, that if you are point. stopping the play you can even stand up nice and tall make yourself look a little bit more authority be careful that you're not bending over and getting your puppy's face and wiggling your fingers around um, yeah. watch your body language that makes a, a big difference in your communication with your dog 100% chewing nipping and or chewing things in your home um, how can it be avoided now we've talked a little bit about supervision we've talked about using a house line but what do we do with puppies uh, when they are chewing on stuff in the house how, number one how do we prevent it Cal 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 you said Kale. it my name really weird there Kale. Um, so prevention um, <laughs> Take a wild guess. Yeah. Two two things. You guys are going to see things. a common denominator <laughs> here. And um, we are going to crate our dogs when we can't see them. Obviously, that's a given. We've said that a hundred times on this live stream today, I know. Uh, keeping a line on for sure. Um, we will puppy-proof our house to a certain extent, but then at the same time, we don't want to, you know, if we're not, if we need to kind of give ourselves a break, then we will, like, put um, house line up or... Um, 
we will put, uh, I didn't mean to say house line. I was distracted by my dogs rustling in the back. Um, I meant to say, what are those things called? Baby gates. Thank you. <laughs> baby gates. House line, baby gates. Yeah, house Almost line, baby the gates. Same thing. We put uh, baby gates up against the, uh, uh, on the door so the dogs just can't go in and out of every room. We can kind of keep them a bit more with us. Um, and then we will puppy proof to a certain extent. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to have to keep your, you know, shoes up on the top shelf for the rest of your life or like not have access to your remote. So you do need to work through those things. So, um, keeping your puppy on a line and, and uh, redirecting their focus is really important making sure that your puppy has access to chew toys that are appropriate to chew at all times um not interactive toys so stay away from like tug toys and squeaky toys and things like that we're talking like uh chew bones or kongs things that are safe that you don't necessarily have to supervise them chewing um so that uh you can um make sure they have ample things i have to do something about that noise okay. Me absolutely okay. Well, this is perfect because there's one common mistake. People often uh, make the same mistake when it comes to redirecting their puppy when they're chewing and uh, they aren't really sure what to do next. So I actually grabbed a video clip for this specific thing. This actually comes from uh, one of our videos, teaching your puppy to listen to you. And this is gonna be helpful for those of you who are working on stopping your dog from chewing stuff. Um, it's, not, it, 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 it's not necessarily um, a specific object, but you can apply this action and you'll see your, the mistake that you might be making in this video. You can apply this action to whatever your dog is chewing. Okay, so. Now you may have noticed in the last training uh, session that there was a pink bag on the floor that actually it was a highlights travel bag and she had uh, some treats and some toys and some stuff in there. Well, after we did this exercise with her, we gave her just a couple moments of freedom and Hylik got really interested in that bag. And uh, you might have a puppy that's chewing on shoes. You might have a puppy that's getting into mischief. Whatever the thing is, I want you to watch how Kayla dresses that with her. So your puppy needs to have a house line on. It's in, redirects her, brings her away. Highlights like, I don't know. I'm not leaving that thing. Now, Kale brings her over here. Now, something that's really important that I want you to really pay attention to. Now, Kale uh, redirected the dog, used a treat to guide her away. However, we don't want Highlight to feel like she's getting, uh, she's being redirected from whatever the nuisance behavior is onto a piece of food because she's going to quickly learn that I do this thing, you come in and uh, redirect me, I get fed. So what Kale does, which is really interesting, I didn't really, I wasn't paying attention to this when I was holding the camera, but what you see her do is she gets Highlight to offer something else. She redirects her, which is very clear, don't do this, brings her over and then just lures a sit. Highlight offers a sit. Now she's had an, she has an opportunity to reward her in that position. But you mustn't uh, uh, allow your dog to continue rehearsing these behaviors. So using something like a house line, in this case it's just a little piece of rope with a, with a clip on it, um, is really, really important. That gave Kale the control she needed to guide Highlight away. With bump, bump, didn't really work. She's still interested. A little bump, 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 a little more until she committed away. Then Kale used the food had her offer something, some work, some effort, and then rewarded her for that. So do you, do you see some of the mistakes? If you have a chewing issue right now, do you see some of the mistakes that you're making? I know a lot of people will redirect the dog or the puppy away from whatever they're chewing, like with a piece of food and then feed them or redirect them away and immediately give them a, a new toy to chew on. There needs to be a bit of a break in the mm -hmm. action. You need to re redirect that dog to get their uh, attention and focus off that thing and then get them to put in some effort, like do a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. And now you've earned this food, toy, trade thing, whatever it is. It's really important. And it's going to uh, really show your puppy that you're a great leader. 
you know, you that you need to be listened to uh, in such a non-confrontational way, non-confrontational way, as long as you have good timing. Kale, let's talk a little bit about. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about chewing. Mm, no, I think that was. I think that was good. Okay, I'm happy with what we. Did. So let's talk a little bit about some what what kind of training can you do in your at home with your dogs. One of the most important things when it comes to having a puppy is exercising their body and their brain. And um, there are some really simple activities that we've sh shown quite a lot on the channel that you guys are going to find helpful. And I, w I thought maybe we could do just maybe a couple uh, of these yeah. things. We actually have a, uh, is anyone in here right now from our Puppy Essentials program? We actually have online training. We have a, hu a huge group of um, online training students from our Puppy Essentials course. Where in our Puppy Essentials course, we talk about, we, we give you, um, you know, lots of instructional videos, but that's, that's not the, the real value in uh, online, especially dog training, when it comes to dog training, because every dog is a little bit different. And uh, getting the right information for your dog is so important. So with our uh, online students, we have like daily conversations, weekly Zoom calls, uh, you know, weekly uh, rapid fire Q&As. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, hey. so I see a few people that are, are uh, that are here. Yeah, Snowdrop was a puppy student. Uh, I think uh, she's a life skills student, I believe. Yeah. But um, so there are some exercises that we talk about in there that are pretty different from what, what we talk about on YouTube in great depth. But maybe we can do just a couple of things um, like these two with yeah. uh, the puppy to show off here. Things that are so simple, anybody can do them. Yeah, I think that the, our puppy class, our puppy essentials class is really about uh, prevention skills to make sure that you're setting your dog up for the, you know, to make the right choices. Um, we're also going to talk a lot about, um, you know, building the foundation, teaching them, you know, some basics for sure. Um, but a lot of it's about prevention. A lot of it's helping you with nipping and biting, Michael. crate training, uh, potty training, um, chewing, all of the things that we're talking about in this live stream uh, today. But it gets to be more personalized information because we get to talk to you about your yeah. particular puppy on a regular basis, which is super helpful. Also, so, you guys get to hang, uh, have to hang out with us uh, a yeah. lot more often. So uh, like, like it or hate it uh, or love it or hate it. What's the saying? Hate it or love it? Love it or hate it? Love it or hate it. Uh, it's going to happen. And okay. there. I, it's puppy. Okay, let's head on over. And uh, this is perfect because it gives me an opportunity to toot on camera. And uh, we can take a look at what the puppy is up to. I, he's so Hi. cute, this little dog. Okay, I think Kayla's almost ready. Did I turn the lights on or off? Now they're on. I don't know. Hi, With no further ado, let's talk about some of the training things you can do with your puppy as we head on over to the train station. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the exercises that you can do with your young puppies. Again, we use a lot of food um, uh, in our training when we first start. It's something that we wean off of when it's a little bit later in time. Uh, but we want to start off with a nice positive association for working with us, which is why we use the food. Here, Papa Doo Doo, checking all that stuff out. So, one of the things that I like to start off with with my puppies, and this is one of the most important things to teach your puppy, is how to respond to their name. So we usually would just start off with a little word association. So again, with all these treats in my hand, I would literally just say, drift, and then feed one second later. Drift, drift, drift. Yes, good boy. Now, I want to let you guys know that dogs are within one second. So if I said drift, 
and I waited a whole bunch of times and then I fed him, he wouldn't put that, that pairing together. So it needs, needs to be name and then lure. Um, then what we start to do is teach them how to respond even when they're distracted. Now I've actually been training him to do this for the last couple of, for the last 24 hours we've, that we've had him. So he's getting pretty good at it. So I'm actually gonna make it a little harder here. I'm gonna take his food bag and I'm gonna put it on the ground. Drift, yes! And I'm gonna start to train him how to move away from a distraction. So I didn't test him there. I didn't say drift and then hope that he responded. I said his name and then used all the treats in my hand to get him to turn. And I'm starting to train him that when you're distracted and you hear your name, turn and respond to me right away. So let's see what he does again. What's this thing right here? Oh, that's a bag of cookies. Mmm, take a little sniff. Drift, yes, good boy. Wow, that was excellent, good. Now, we've been working on this a lot, so I think that I might be able to test him and show you guys kind of what it looks like. Um, again, remind, he's only 11 weeks old, but he's had all kinds of practice, here we go. Drift, yay, oh my goodness, be quiet over there. Yes, good boy. So I'm gonna give him a little jackpot, which means I'm giving him several treats in a row to let him know how brilliant he is. And notice that when I feed him, I'm holding the food in a way that he knows it's coming from me. I'm not, yes, I'm feeding him, you know, with his nose away or letting his hand be low. I'm always feeding with that hand in between, sorry buddy, in between me and him to keep that eye contact. That was so good, baby. What was the second one? Uh, maybe a little handling, just to, like taking the collar kind of thing. Sure. Okay, I'll show you another thing here then. Arm myself with a few more cookies. Come here, you. So another thing that's really important as well is teaching the dog to get very comfortable with us doing different handling. And this next thing is gonna seem so simple, but I cannot tell you how important it is. And that is having the ability to reach out and grab your puppy's collar. And you should be able to do that whenever you need to. And we don't want the puppies shying away and we don't want the puppies biting at you when you go to grab their collar. I have to take a hold of his collar all the time to hook his leash on, to pick him up, to take control of him. Um, I also might need to do it, you know, eventually down the road to do some discipline. And I don't want him to think that when I hold his collar, it's a really bad thing. Come here, bud. So here's how we would start it. We would have several pieces of food in our hand and we would let the dog sort of snack away so he's sniffing and licking at my hand here and as he's doing that I'm going to take my free hand and go underneath his chin so I don't alarm him I'm going to put my hand right in that collar and then I'm going to say yes and I'm going to reward him good boy and then I'm going to try that again he's distracted he's not thinking about my hands I'm going to come in yes and then reward him this should be so dead easy for your puppies. There should be absolutely no problems. And I want to kind of speak to that a bit more because we have a lot of people say, oh, my puppy's really good at that, so I don't need to practice. And what people don't realize is that puppies turn into adolescents, turn into adult dogs, and they don't always remain really good at all of the same things. I've seen all kinds of puppies who are fabulous about getting their feet handled and going to the vet, all these things as a puppy. They turn six or seven months old and they completely change because their owners didn't do the groundwork. So it's really important that all along we're conditioning our dog to be very comfortable with handling. Come here, bud. The other thing that I do a lot of conditioning with is holding his paws or checking his ears. Yes, good boy. He's giving me his paw here. Yes, good boy. I might stand him up a little bit, palpate his belly. I might pull on his tail. Yes, good. I might lift a back leg. Yes, lift another leg. Yes, good boy. Run my hand over his eyeball. Yes, good boy. Lift his lips. 
Yes, good. That was fun, wasn't it? I want to prepare him for the vet so when the vet goes to stick something in his ears or maybe somewhere else he doesn't have a heart attack, he knows that good things happen when, you know, human hands are on his body. And again, using the food to help condition him that it's a positive thing is really helpful because while he's snacking away and he's focused on the food, he's far less likely to be worried. He's far less likely to nip and bite at me as well. And I can condition him to be accepting. That was so good, young man. Good. I would say that was a pretty good puppy. Yeah. Very impressive. Kale's dropping knowledge all over the place. Um, we've got a super chat that we'll answer in just a second uh, from Riley. Uh, Riley McCluskey, Kale, you're probably a better one to answer this. Um, but uh, we also had a comment from JSL. Um, Handling exercises in pu from Puppy Essentials make Goose a favorite at the vet, even when he eats a bee. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's sad. Yeah. But um, this is exactly why we teach handling to our Puppy Essentials students, to our um, uh, Head Start students. Talk just for a moment about handling with, uh, was it Jay, Jitterbug, that got the hook in her foot? Slice. Slice. Talk for, because this is the stuff you, you you know, we train this stuff and sometimes you just hope you don't really need to, to know it or have it or use it, but it's so nice when it's there. Talk about that experience. Yeah, I mean, this is something I do a lot with my dogs, making sure that they're very comfortable with um, with handling and being still. And I took, um, I swim my dogs a lot at like conservation areas and one of my dogs um, ended up getting a fish hook like caught like in her right. flank like in her um you know in the back of her leg and um i actually didn't notice until i got home and she was very stoic about the whole thing and um so uh i had actually gone to work to teach for the night and i noticed that she was like sort of a little bit uncomfortable when i looked there's a fish hook through there and um she was actually able to lie perfectly still for us to sterilize it and remove the um the fish hook we didn't even actually have to take her to the vet because there's a bunch of dog savvy people standing yeah. around and we were able to perform Thank our own goodness. little removal yeah. um and she she just laid there she you could see she was not comfortable she was in a lot of pain but she was like okay I trust you guys and she was super calm um, I've also been able to get like my dogs x-rays at the uh, right. x-rayed at yeah. the vet without, without having getting to, sedated. without getting sedated yeah. because they will lay perfectly calm um, they don't have to be muzzled they don't have to be pinned I can just basically walk in tell them down or wait on your side and it just makes the experience so much less stressful on my puppy which is the most important thing also less stressful on me and also it makes me a very um, favorable client uh, of my vet or the groomer. Well, so I was just thinking, you know, we have Mr. a couple, couple of vet techs in, uh, in our classes right now and I know one very well. And, uh, you know, it's what a compliment when another pet professional, vet, vet tech says, oh, we love when you, we get your the dogs from your program yeah. inside, McCann dogs, you know, into our, in, in, in for assessment because the dogs are so comfortable with handling and this is the kind of stuff that we really uh, stress. We really, you know, we, we make a big deal of it because it's important you never think you're going to use it so many people think oh, I can I can take my dog's collar I can pick them up but working through some of these exercises is so valuable uh, and again you, you hope you don't need it Riley McCluskey dropping the five dollar super chat <laughs> thank, you, thank Riley. you Riley for that um, asks where do you get your uh, name ideas for your dogs they're so creative and fun <laughs> my dogs are named like years before they're even true. a thought yeah. um, we, I sort of have from, um, my dog's names are a little bit different than, than Ken's dog's names, I suppose. Uh, but I have- Just to clarify, I have Deegan and Mac, and I had another dog named Rad at one point in time. So you can see there's like a theme there with single, single name yes, names, sing, single, single word names. Single word names. Well, yeah. Deegan's not that. Deegan is one name, one word. Single word. Yeah, Deegan. Oh, 
Most people in the world have single word names, though, except oh, I, for me. Right, exactly. Yeah, see, this is, I'm, I'm, this the, is the, I'm the weirdo, not Kale's Ken. Kale's the problem. <laughs> so I have a double do- double name theme for my dog, so all of my dogs have uh, two names and then a whole bunch of nicknames. Um, they all sort of have some type of story behind their name, but yeah, they are a little bit, they are a little bit different. Um, I don't know. Where do I get the name ideas? Very creative. I a lot of it has to do with like what I want to nickname my dog. Like oh, I have a dog named Funky Monkey. Oh, that's and, a good, this is a good point for you to think about when, yeah, when you're training. Yeah, and dog. I want. I obviously hardly ever call. I don't think I ever call her Funky Monkey because it just takes way too long. But it's just so cute. Mm. Um, we call her Fun most of the time, or Monk, or Monk Dunk. That's true. She's actually got a lot of fun names. Fun Amana, the fun Black Amana. Beauty. I mean, it just goes on and on. The Shiny Black Beauty. Shiny Black Beauty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of it's nicknames or like. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Um, so wrapping, uh, bringing things full circle here. When we talk about puppy training, troubleshooting, it ha- a lot of it comes down to uh, supervision. Oh, Grand Slam. Grand Slam's name's actually kind of cool. So fourth he was my fourth Border Collie, and I'm a big baseball uh, lover, played it most of my life. Uh, and obviously Grand Slam is like the best thing in uh, in baseball. So I thought like four people, four runs in at once, Grand Slam, fourth Border Collie, that's where his name came from, so. Yeah, pretty yeah. creative. Um, supervision, uh, knowing when to incorporate training into your life, knowing what to teach your puppy. These are the things I want you to really think about. If you're struggling with something right now, break down, you know, what do I do? How am I not seeing it? And if you are seeing it, what am I going to do to prepare next time? How am I going to think forward, be proactive to avoid that, pu- that puppy making that mistake again? But really knowing and, and having the skills, uh, it comes down to training, working with your dog, really you know, preparing them for uh, you know, the next time that they encounter that same situation. What's the key you need to think about is what's the choice your dog's going to make. Ultimately, we want our dogs to make the good choices. And all of our training is about teaching your dog to make good choices. And you know that it's very easy to transition away from food. It's very easy to transition off of a leash <laughs> if the dog is choosing the right thing. So think about how are you going to set this up for your dog to make good choices? And what are you going to do if they don't make the right ones? So this is really what and I want you guys to think about. Speaking of training, deep. the dog just asked to go outside. So oh, that's great. Yeah. Not him, but oh, uh, our poodle just was queuing to go outside there. So. Now, if you, yeah. haven't, if you haven't got enough of this... This yet, um, you can join our Puppy Essentials uh, uh, program or our Life Skills program for dogs that are six months or older. Have you guys, uh, do you know what's on the call? Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow? are two biggies, two big calls. So every week we do a weekly Zoom call where we deep dive into different topics. Um, Tomorrow for our puppy class, we are talking about um, handling, oh my God, (laughs) handling exercises and um, some different uh, tips and tricks on getting your dog more comfortable with that for vet visits and um, grooming and just um, nipping and biting, things yeah. like that. Um, subtle, mister. Getting very um, excited. The life skills um, class that's for six months and older. For like adult dog training. Yeah, we are talking about leash respect. Oh, and, uh, that's so a good that's one. all about teaching your dog not to pull on the leash. Okay, you know what? Stop it. You're going to get some dog training on live television yeah, right buddy. now. You Come need to out. stop. Um, so yeah. leash respect, that, that's, um, that's not necessarily heel position, but it's teaching your dog to n- so, not pull on leash. So. You know, it's just a situation where Good. your, your dog so. starts to learn that it doesn't matter what they're Good. doing, what you're Good. doing, they're not going to pull on that leash. So 
Got him like the dog whisperer. Uh, Dan, the moderator man, dropping links like crazy in stop, here. There's stop, a great stop, opportunity. Uh, SD Cruiser says, how can you ignore those eyes, Ken? He so wants to come lick your face. Yes, he does, for sure. He's got the cutest little face. But um, He wants to come nibble that face, yeah, maybe. You still have an opportunity to jump in. I mean, uh, our classes are open all, uh, all week for online training. There's uh, different information every day, but um, you can get in tonight to be on tomorrow's call. So, uh, yep. you know, take that. Uh, Dan's dropped some links to both Life Skills and Puppy Essentials. Puppy calls at 10 in Life Skills call. No, Puppy call is at 11 a.m. in okay. Life Eastern Skills Standard Time is at uh, noon. For our uh, Aussie and our uh, UK friends. They're not always at that time, though. We no. move them yeah, around move since them around. we have uh, students from all over yeah. the place. All over the world, in fact. All over the world. Yeah. Um, it, a huge Boy. thank you to our moderators. We saw uh, Dan, the moderator man, he's in studio. He's actually like within arm's reach. He's dropping the links and doing all the things that make this thing run correctly. Huge thank you to SD Cruiser. Huge thank you to uh, one of our uh, instructors, uh, uh, Alexis McCann, Nicole Thoden. You see her in the chat. So nice to have you here, Lex. And uh, a huge thank you to you for joining us. I, I love doing these lives. I enjoy everything about it. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy the questions. I enjoy the puppies. I enjoy He enjoys the his tech. wife, too. And my beautiful wife, of course. I mean, how could I not enjoy spending time with her and okay. uh, having right. these conversations? Is that the right answer? Good job, <laughs> But I want to thank you guys for joining. Now, maybe if this is your first time on the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We publish new videos every week to help you to have a well-behaved four-legged family member. And if you're a puppy owner, you got to drop in. Saturday morning, you want to be here. Make sure you don't miss it. It's going to be... It's gonna change how you're training a dog. I mean, you you just you just have to be here. Before uh, we go, I deep mindfulness. Uh, I wasn't totally listening to you, to yep. be perfectly honest. Yep. Uh, did you tell them that this is every other week because somebody's asking that? Yeah, so our live streams happen uh, every second Thursday. Um, he, he always nibbling on his little house line. Dan the moderator man helped us out with that yep. one. Yep, the camera. Um, yeah. I got it with one, within one second. Yes, you, you did. did. You did Excellent catch it timing. within one second. Good job. Uh, every second, uh, every two weeks. So we, um, you know, twice a month. Uh, we got a, a question from Deep Mindfulness that I'm going to drop on here. Deep Mindfulness says, is it possible to train a pup to be more affectionate or praise motivated? Also, can a pup Stop. be trained to be more snuggly? This is really great. Uh, we've had this experience. Ours is pretty aloof. So let's talk about pups that aren't snuggly, specifically Hippie Shake. Um... Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Deep mindfulness. My puppy essential students can answer this question because we, um, we've talked about this, about how to get puppies to be more, um, more affectionate. And uh, I'm sure they're gonna answer it in the most horrible way and it's gonna sound hysterical because we talked about having forced snuggle sessions. <laughs> But it's um, that's not really totally what we mean. We just mean like teaching your dog to to be on your lap and sort of snuggle with you a little bit more, um, and not letting them just kind of go and do their own thing. You know, he he would like to just be on the floor and running around right now, which is not going to happen. So you can see he's a bit fidgety. Oh, so I'm just going to take his collar and tell him settle, and I'm just going to yeah let him. Let him, there we go. Good boy. Thank you. And just sort of teach him to chill out with me. And I do a little bit of this with my puppies every single day. I just teach them to sit calmly on my lap and, and just chill out. And if they want to kind of be busy and move around, I don't let them. I just encourage them to be chilled. There we go. Oh, that's, oh, that's my that boy. Big yawn. He's like, I yeah. don't know about this. And it just gets them a little bit more comfortable being calm, <laughs> being calm in your lap. And we call these forced 
snuggle sessions, but the word force sounds absolutely horrible, but you can see it's really not that horrible. Well, it's not horrible for me anyway. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's part, of, <laughs> it's part of the handling experience too. You know, when we talk about um, Hippie Shake was a great example. She would just get so stiff and she's like, I don't really like this. She's so just, much better at it now. Oh, absolutely. And, then you, you, and you would just wait, you know, just wait her out and then she'd be like, okay, fine. And yeah, then and she just she asked, well, she, they won't see this as punishment. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Um, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not disciplining him. I'm not making this a horrible experience. I'm just teaching him how to be calm and relaxed <laughs> in my in my body. Um, and I wouldn't make him do this for super long. If I, you know, if he didn't really like to do it, I might just do it for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then I would build on it until the time. Well, thank you. So you can see he's not yeah. upset by it at all. He's snuggling right in here um, all on his own now. Um, so no, they absolutely won't. Uh, they won't be upset with it. You're just going to do, um, you're just going to do it. Uh, encouraged snuggle se um, sessions. Yes, I like that, Riley. That's a much better way of explaining it. I'm going to use that from now on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. For sure. On that note, I want to thank you guys for joining us. We've had uh, lots of fun. It's been lots of great puppy information. Oh, I see Ian Wade's dropping a, uh, another super chat real quick. We'll jump to this before we leave here tonight. Uh, my puppy bites my clothes when I'm get, trying to get dressed. Uh, when I grab her collar, she nips at my hand, nips when she gets super excited. House line, uh, uh, Ian, you need to be using a house line. The other thing that I want you to be thinking about is, is, is that the one time that your puppy's always gonna be uh, you know, nipping and biting at you? What can you do to prevent that? Mm -hmm. If you have your puppy in their crate, for example, or somewhere where they can't get to you while you're getting dressed, if this isn't a forever uh, solution, but at this point in their learning, it's really important that they can't right. rehearse this kind of thing. If your puppy can jump up and grab that, once your puppy's got a hold of your uh, pants, I think you said your pants, uh, but it's my clothes. Maybe their pants or shirt or whatever, and they start tugging and they start playing. That's gratification enough. That's all they need. They need to, you know, that engagement, that activity. It also forces you to engage with them and be like, "Hey, knock it off, you wild thing." Having that house line on will be will uh, allow you to get that, you know, redirect your puppy, move them off of you not allowing them to put uh, themselves in that situation where they're gonna consistently make that mistake, also going to be helpful. Um, but this is all a, 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 an act, it's all about prevention for you right now, preventing your dog from getting to that state. Maybe you can get, maybe there's a family member or a friend, can, they can sit with a puppy uh, while you're getting dressed. You know, maybe this is a training opportunity to teach your puppy that, listen, you know, it's more valuable if you just hang out over here, sit, do whatever, uh, but you're not allowed to bite my clothes. It's just, that's where there's a line in the sand, buddy. And, and that this is the one you don't cross. So that's going to be really helpful for you. House line management training. On that note, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Oh, I'm going to go to camera two really quickly. And then I'm going to come you back to look at my, camera one. my hair. <laughs> yeah, that kills, I wanted to show off Kale's bun. Yeah. What a nice I bun I got a good uh, top knot today. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is, is that a bun? It's called a top knot. I've lost it. I don't know. On that note, I want to thank you guys for joining us. We've had a blast here in the train station. I can't wait to see you in two weeks. Uh, and on that note, I'm Ken. And I'll see some of you tomorrow. <laughs> yes, true. Maybe even more after tonight. We'll yeah. see. see you guys in the call. Join us. It's so fun. I'm Ken. I'm Cal. And I'm Drift. <laughs> Happy training, guys. Bye for now.